Welcome to episode 60 of the Leadership in Context podcast with Keith Tusi. Identifying and clearly defining the values of your team is a critical part to team building. Hi, this is Keith Tusi, and welcome to Leadership in Context. On our last couple podcasts, we've been talking about common mistakes that are made when building a team. And today I want to continue uh, that theme. And uh, thanks for tuning in. And hopefully this will be a blessing to you and you can invite somebody else or share this information with them uh, so that they can partake. And hopefully it will be something that adds value to their life. Now, remember, we're talking about the process of building a team, not you know, rules of engagement so much once the team is established. They do apply, but I think in different measures. But one of the things eventually that has to happen as you're building this team, before you give people title, before you give people authority, before you give people jurisdiction, is you want to establish what your values are or what the specific character traits are that you're looking for. Not gifting traits, but character traits. Things like honesty, integrity, forthrightness, things of that nature. I think a lot of times mistakes are made when we assume certain character traits need to be part of the team. And the second mistake is made is that we'll we'll mention a character trait, but we won't define what that character trait looks like. Like we may say, well, truthfulness is real important to be part of that team. Okay, that's great. Who's going to disagree with that? But what does that look like? What does that mean in the context of our team? So let me just give you a couple that you can talk about, okay? Uh, One of the top things should be giving. Obviously, you don't want somebody that's on a team that's helping lead the mission, that is not a giver, whose heart is not invested in that. Now, here again is where you define giving. At a minimum, obviously, that's a person who's a tither and certainly somebody who goes beyond tithing if they're going to be leading and giving input, sharing the heart, sharing the dream, sharing the vision of this team and of this ministry. So you need to be very clear that giving is a part of this, and that that is part of their qualification of being part of the team. The secondary, and this is more general, but it's lifestyle, what I would call guarding your testimony. What are the testimonial things that are uh, important to you that you want to be part of the value system, the character things of this team? For instance, one thing that's controversial, more so now than it has been in the past, and that is abstinence from alcohol. When I had people serving on an executive team, the team of elders, I asked them to be abstainers, that they would abstain from the use of alcohol. I did not hold it against people. If they uh, did some moderate drinking, I just asked that the people on my leadership team would be willing to give that up. There's a difference. Now, I believe I could win a biblical debate on that, so I'm not talking about uh, legalism. At the same time, if you have a team 
and you're the leader of that team, you can define what the culture of that team is. And you're saying to people in our value system, we believe there are some things that are worth laying down to promote leadership. Really, when you think about leadership, leadership really is the laying down of certain rights. And so in my mind, in my thinking, if I had somebody who wasn't willing to lay that down, then that was a good litmus test that maybe they should not be on this team. Again, they could be they could be nice people. They could be great people. They could serve in other areas. But on that level, that team, I wanted somebody who is really going to guard their testimony and really think of other people that might be struggling. And that alcohol issue was a principled point of compliance. It was, it was a touchstone in my mind. Maybe you think a little different than I do. I don't know. But whatever it is, you need to clarify that, okay? So clarify the lifestyle issues that you're looking for. That would include things like regular church attendance, always being there when you have guests fivefold ministry in, uh, you know, looking at their vacation schedules and everything and trying to make them work around the activities of the church as much as possible. Those are the type of lifestyle things that I'm talking about, the character things. Another big issue is forthrightness or being truthful. Now, without contradiction, I've made a number of mistakes in my life, in my leadership, in my ministry. The other side of that is I've had some help making those mistakes sometimes. I've made enough on my own, but yet sometimes there were people that wanted to help me make those mistakes. And what I need in a team is somebody who's going to help me not to make those mistakes. And the biggest way people help me make mistakes is when they were not truthful or forthright about how they really thought about something or somebody in a certain situation. I remember one situation where I had uh, appointed somebody in a certain area and it and it blew up on me, quite frankly. And I had two people on my team come later and tell me, you know, I really didn't really feel good about them, but I didn't say anything. Well, I appreciate the fact that they came to me afterwards, but I got to admit, I didn't need any help making a mistake there. I would have rather had them say, you know, let's let's interview that person again. Let's pray about this some more. Let's ask some harder questions. Uh, that would have been more helpful. So somebody's going to be in that team. You've got to know that they're going to be truthful and forthright with you in everything that you're going to be in. There are other issues like confidence issues. For instance, you need to teach them and you need to set a team standard on what is confidential and what is not confidential. Let me just say this. One of the rules we had for anybody in ministry was that they were not allowed to take confidences. In other words, if somebody came to them and said, I want to share something with you, but you can't tell anybody, we instructed all our team members to say, you know what, you're going to have to trust my discretion. You know, in all my years of ministry, only one time I've ever have, have ever had anybody say, I'm not going to tell you then. Because usually the truth is when somebody's telling you that, unless they're just purely gossiping, they are looking for help, but they don't know where to go. They're going to you because they trust you. Literally yesterday, I had a phone call like that, that the person asked me to take something in confidence. And I said, you're going to have to trust my discretion. And you know what? They were fine with that. That's why they were talking to me about that. 
On the other side of it, you've got to know that when you hear information, that there's parts of the information that are not to be repeated to certain people, you know, even with spouses, because sometimes you're just throwing things on their shoulders that they're really not equipped to be uh, dealing with, that's not going to help them, it's not going to bless them. And then sometimes, too, there may be people that have an opinion on something that they have not been properly educated in, and they're going to sway somebody by that opinion without the proper facts. So you want to keep those things in confidence. So you got both sides of the confidence issue, and that is something that is very, very important to me in my understanding of leadership, that if we're saying that something stays in a room, that it stays in a room, and that we're also guarding the other side of it, that if somebody comes to us with something uh, that could be valid, it could be not valid, it could be truthful, it could be inaccurate, when we're asking, or they're asking, could you please not tell anybody, we're not going to promise not to tell anybody and then go tell somebody. But we're not going to make that promise. We're going to say, you know what? You're going to have to trust my discretion. Let me hear what you're going to tell me. And you know what I said to this person yesterday on the phone? This is what I said to them. Before I talk to anybody else, I will tell you I'm going to talk to that. And they were like, I'm fine with that. Again, most people are looking for some help uh, doing that. One of the other things I like to emphasize with team members is understanding your volume. And what does that mean? That means, you know, once you are recognized as part of that leadership team, uh, you are one of the leaders and the mentors of that ministry, that you have to realize that your voice, even when spoken softly, carries a higher volume, and you've got to be a steward of that volume. When I interview uh, potential leaders that other pastors ask me to sit down with, this is something I always spend a few minutes talking to them about getting them to understand that to some degree they lose the right to their opinion, they need to speak for the ministry, they need to be an ambassador, they need to be a diplomat, and they need to understand that whatever they say is going to be accentuated. The volume of what they say is going to go up. And by the way, this is especially true when you're talking about considerations and promises, if somebody comes to you and says, you know, would you consider doing this? Or, you know, I would like to do this. What about this process? And you seem to intimate, that person seems to intimate, yeah, that would be okay. Maybe without even saying that, you know, again, the volume goes up. They're taking that as a promise. And uh, there is a lot of damage done in local churches and ministries when there is a perceived failure to execute a promise as to whether that promise was actually ever even made or not is often uh, debatable. The failure of expectation does more damage than the failure of function or the failure of performance in most local churches. And so part of the culture of that team is to guard our personal testimony, but also guard our team testimony so that we are looked at as people that keep our word, that keep our promises, that do our due diligence, that follow through when we say that we're going to follow through. These are just some of the things uh, sometimes that are left out when we're promoting people, that there's not a clear understanding. And the last one is this, and this is very critical, is 
in our form of government, in the churches that I work with, we have what we call a presbytery for each church, a leadership team that the leadership team in that local church can refer issues to to get counsel, uh, to act as a binding delegate if they even have to in some situation. And so to say to that person on part of the team, do you understand that if there's a conflict with this team, who is the person or persons you are permitted to talk to? That needs to be asked. That needs to be asked and answered. They need to be very, very clear about that. That, yeah, if I have a disagreement with the pastor or with some of my other team members and I can't work through this, maybe I'm not even trying to be disagreeable. I just can't seem to wrap my head about it. Who do I talk to? This is very critical information. And that team member has to be held accountable to that. And if they don't honor that, then obviously they could never be a part of this team. So that needs to be part of their initiation, their indoctrination into this team. These are just mistakes sometimes we make in a relational vortex where we're thinking, hey, we're all on the same page. Uh, we're all getting along good. We have gifts that complement each other. But the things I just talked about here really need to be spelled out. And other things I'm sure that are important to you in building your team, the culture that you want that team to be. Hey, this is Keith Tusi. Hey, share this with somebody. I know this podcast will be a blessing to somebody that you know. And thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself and make yourself a better leader. This is Keith Tusi with Leadership in Context. Today, Keith continued his discussion on team building. A common mistake when building a team is not identifying, defining, and communicating the values of the team. What are the values of your team? Giving? lifestyle, forthrightness, confidentiality, understanding your volume, your presbytery? Take some time to identify and define your values. Communicate them to your current team and make that part of the training process for all new team members. Thanks for listening this week to another episode of Leadership in Context with Keith Tusi. Join us next week as Keith continues to put leadership truths in the context of the local church. As always, subscribe, like, rate, and share our podcast. For show notes or to ask Keith a question, email podcast at innerpastors.com. If you would like more information, you can check out our website, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Instagram at innerpastors. See you next week.